For Ball We Owe, Episode 5, NBA Draft Edition, it's Nate. It's Ahop. And we are here on Thursday, June 21st, almost said second, uh, yeah, the night it's, of the it's, draft. Yeah. While we're recording this, it's currently round one, pick 20. Um, but we're not going to go through the whole draft or else this would be like a four-hour pod. So we're nobody got gonna, time for that. We're just going to do um, the lottery so, top 14, let's get it, let's get it. Top 14. Why? Why is it not 15? Uh, That's be- my first gripe of the day. There's 30 teams in the league, and the lottery is going to be 14, not half, 15. So, that makes a lot of sense, but was it always the top 14? Because there was only 23 teams when they started. All I know is it makes, the lottery. It, it makes too much sense to actually work, apparently. 14 just seems like the number. I thought 15 is kind of like a nice whole number, but maybe, maybe it was just whoever made the lottery's favorite number. So they went with it. Maybe they chose a number at random out of a basket, ping pong balls, and they got 14. They're like, Hey, there's going to be 14 picks. And they're like, Oh, this is also how we should decide who picks them. Boom. Yeah. History. Yeah. All right. We figured it out. You just got learned. Okay. Um, so before we get to the draft stuff, before we overload this podcast with draft info, let's start off with some, I don't know, just around the league, NBA off-court news, pre-agent stuff, blah, 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 etc. Let's hear it. All right. So the first thing I got for you is some Timberwolves drama. Yeah, I know a lot comes out of old Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But apparently reports are saying that Jimmy Butler did not like playing with Andrew Wiggins this season. It was their first season together after being traded, or Butler was traded to the Timberwolves. And apparently he doesn't like Wiggins' work ethic or his defense during the season. Um, and he's just, I guess he's basically saying Wiggins is trash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's saying he's trash, but it, I mean. I don't I, know, dude, I could smell him from here. Like, I'm a good 1,400 miles away. <laughs> I feel like he has reason to question Wiggins' work ethic and his intensity with the level of athleticism he has. For all, he should for not all be playing. I know, Wiggins is trash. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting to it early. We're getting to it so early. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm a Wiggins guy. I am. But dang, Jimmy Butler, shots. Well, that's funny because they were talking a while back about how Wiggins and Butler's Butler were becoming friends. There's an article right here that says Andrew Wiggins and Jimmy Butler have a budding bromance. This was five months ago. Huh. But apparently Butler isn't about him now. I don't know. Things change. I I guess, dude, people change. Like we can, we can get we can take this podcast to a whole new level and get into some like deep stuff. <laughs> no thanks. So what do you think happens as a result of this? Do you think somebody moves? Oh, man. I mean, that's kind of childish. Like, they're grown men. Just, like, get over yourself. You're making millions. Like, this just sounds like a bunch of whiny millionaires to me. But, I mean, <laughs> if 
if I'm Jimmy Butler and I want to win, I don't want to play with a guy whose work ethic, especially I'm going to question. And I think somebody's defense, a lot of times when they're, at least when they're a good athlete is reflective of how bad they want to win. How hard are they willing to work? See, this is why I don't like reports. Cause I want to know, like, did he talk to him? Did they have this conversation going on and he was kind of just fed up with it? So he like, let it get out there kind of thing. Or is it just something that he never told Jimmy or uh, yeah, Jimmy never like was a leader and just said, Hey, you need to step it up kind of thing. Yeah. So, well, this is supportedly it, or reportedly is people close to the situation. You know, it's a, he, a he said, she said kind of thing. Okay. So I guess we'll just have to see, I mean, next season, assuming they're all still on the team. We're going to be able to tell whether or not their chemistry is good just from body language, timeouts, if they're yelling at each other, that kind of thing. So I guess that's something to keep an eye on for Ball We Know listeners. Listener, excuse me, misspoke. That's a bummer, too, because I was excited to see those two playing together. But if one of them is unhappy, then it's unlikely to go much of anywhere. Or a walking trash can, then, yeah, that's not going to be fun for anybody. <laughs> you gotta let that one I'm go, done, man. You gotta let that one go. He's not a walking trash can. If there's any T Wolves fans out there or Canadians that are just like Canadian about Canada, <laughs> Canada basketball players. Um. All right, so yeah, that's that. Next next topic here we got is uh that apparently from my main man Woj who gets all of the NBA inside information. He's at the draft day. He's reporting all the trades and he actually reports the, uh, the picks prior to when they happen. Uh, he says that CP three is focusing on recruiting LeBron James more than his own free agency. So, I mean, I'm not terribly surprised. That's kind of, I guess, like you said, not really that surprising because CP is probably going to want to stay in Houston only if Ron goes. See, and exactly. I mean, I think CP3 status is contingent on LeBron's moves. So I would understand why that would be a priority. And if I'm Chris Paul and I think I can get LeBron to my team that already should have beat Golden State, mm-hmm. then I'm I'm going pretty hard on that. That's definitely my priority. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, at first, when I read that, I was like, that's kind of shocking. Like, get your money. But now, like, talking with you about it, it makes a lot of sense that you're just like, all right, try to get the best player in the world on my team. If he doesn't, yeah, if he doesn't come to my team, then maybe I'll worry about me after that. <laughs> well, but, and it's it's but, not a matter for Chris Paul of making his money. He's going to make his money, even though he is – getting older and he probably is well aware he has to get that one more big contract. I think he wants to win first and foremost. He's had way too good of a career to have absolutely nothing to show for it. Like he does now. He's also a walking injury waiting to happen. This guy gets injured more than anybody I know. Others. Well, and I'm go ahead. He is injured pretty frequently. And I think on that same note, like I just said, it depends on his outlook that speaks to probably his longevity. He's not going to have a ton of years left if he's already injured this often. So does he want to spend his last couple of years trying to win or does he want to make his priority right now getting a big contract? I think he's made enough money 
and is sick enough of losing that he's going to be more interested in securing a big time player and winning some games before he's done. Yeah, man. I mean, that State Farm contract is for life. <laughs> he's making some bills on that. <laughs> Free insurance for life. <laughs> yeah, well, he needs it, but. Yeah, Cliff got replaced with James and Trevor Ariza real quick. Cliff is dope. Why is Trevor Ariza in a State Farm commercial? That's. Why is Terrence Ferguson in a Gatorade commercial? I don't know, man. Because, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they're on a team with the dudes who are already in the commercials. I don't, that's the best I can do. Why is Paul George in Gatorade commercials anyway? He doesn't make me want to go buy Gatorade. He really doesn't. I'll never forget. Uh, was it last year? When he, was he still on the Pacers last year? Nah, that I don't think it was his last year with the Pacers anyway. I think it was a couple years ago. It was at least two, or no more than two. <laughs> they were playing the Cavs, and Paul George had already missed a, a clutch bucket in the previous game. And then it comes to game four. This is before they get swept, I believe, or game five, yeah. something like that. It, they either won a game or they got swept. I'm not sure. Um, but he completely airballed like a game tying or go ahead bucket. And then during the timeout, <laughs> the commercial plays of him drinking a Gatorade while hitting clutch threes and stuff. <laughs> no, see the best, the best part is the commercial has him hitting a three from the left wing. And in the game, he shot the same three <laughs> in transition from the left wing. He didn't even airball it. Cause that would have been less bad. He just bricked it off the left side of the board. Yeah. He'd like, Carmelo took over his body real quick. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. But, yeah, so they just they edited that shot onto the commercial, and it's hilarious. If you haven't seen it, you should look I it up. Seen that. It's actually really it, funny. It's clowning. Because so. it's so accurate. It's like it's To perfect. anybody listening, check out that edited Gatorade commercial. But, yeah, they played it right after, and it was just kind of mean. Speaking of PG, though, the Lakers aren't sure that they're going to get them. What kind of a stupid statement is that? Not sure? What is... Of course you're not sure. <laughs> Every All 30 teams can say that. We're not sure if we're going to get PG either. That's so stupid. <laughs> a lot of weird stuff comes out of the, uh, the Lakers media or front office, I should say. Well, what do you think of him going to LA? Do you think that it's likely? I think, do you think I it's think contingent? I think he's only going if he's got someone coming with him. I don't think the team has enough right now for him to be like, oh, yeah, I want to go home and play and win because I don't think they're winning if it's just him. I think they're worse than his situation currently. I don't think they're a playoff team still. See, that's exactly what I was going to say. And he's mentioned before that he thinks Robertson coming back is going to be big for the Thunder. So I agree that unless he has a compelling case for going to L.A., unless he has a Kawhi or a LeBron or something like that going there, I don't think it makes any sense. Um, I got to interrupt this real quick and say Grayson Allen just went to the Jazz at the 21st pick, and that's the whitest pick of all time. <laughs> that's all well, I got to say about that. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I hate Grayson Allen. But that's a different conversation, nonetheless. Yes, that is a very white pick. That's so white of the Jazz to do, to do that. Oh man! Yes, also, oh my God, ESPN had Donovan Mitchell mic'd up during this pick, and now he's talking about it. That's kind of cool. Anyways, that's probably pretty pretty clowning. 
What were you going to say also? Oh, just since we uh, mentioned Andre Robertson, just shout out to my mans if he's actually dating Rachel Demita. That would be on one. That's way out of his league. So It's out of most people's league, every guy so, in the world. <laughs> we all know that Robertson can't shoot, but he is definitely shooting his shot with her. So shouts. Good luck, boy. <laughs> That was good. You were sitting on that one, huh? I hope it works out for my man. Maybe she can teach him how to shoot a respectable jumper. She got a nice shot. Like high, I'm saying, she's nice. High key. Yeah, I wonder how she is like in person. Have you met her? Is she nice? <laughs> well, <laughs> I was referring to her game, but uh, I hope she's nice too. <laughs> nice to Roberson. I'm saying she played college <laughs> basketball, so she must be able to hoop. Anyway, yeah, I, I think we kind of went on a tangent there, but I agree. Lakers, you shouldn't be sure because he doesn't really have any reason to go there. Yeah, not yet. We'll get into some more info about uh, potential players that could come with them a little bit later. Yeah. T- towards the for ball we know segment. Um, next up, we got the man, the myth, the legend. Actually, just the legend and the man. <laughs> He's not a myth. He's a walking legend. LeBron James. You mean you mean the goat, the myth, the legend? Yeah. The goat, the man, the legend. No myth. Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> uh, anyways, the guy that everybody talks about every summer, no matter what summer it is. Um, apparently, the Cavs and him haven't had any real talks about the future. I mean, I guess it's still kind of early. Free agency hasn't really picked up yet that picks up kind of around um beginning of july end of june so we'll see um but the Cavs are making some calls for Kawhi because there is some some rumors there that Kawhi wants out and yeah so what do you think if the Cavs could get Kawhi and lebron and uh their newest draft pick colin sexton little foreshadowing there If I'm LeBron and I think the Cavs have a legitimate shot at landing Kawhi and further, if they do, I'm not going anywhere. No, I mean, that's the, the LeBron stopper and he's on your team. So <laughs> and I mean, bad he, he's really improved as a, a shooter and a playmaker. So I think he's a guy who could distract defenses a little bit. He's going to hit open threes on kickouts. I think he takes some of the pressure offensively off LeBron's shoulders too. And LeBron doesn't really have it in him anymore, I don't think, to guard the other team's best player and be that potent offensive force that that pretty lackluster Cavs team needs him to be. So I think that'd be great for him. Yeah, that would be really good for the Cavs. Like I said, foreshadowing, they got Colin Sexton, who's a very defensive-minded guy. Um Kawhi, obviously, great defender. Uh, I mean, that's kind of where the Cavs lack is defense. Obviously, they need some guys that have some offensive potential, and Kawhi definitely can take some of the load off Braun. So, I mean, if Kawhi's feeling the land, watch out next year. That'd be sick. Yeah, I mean, I just think the problem here is that's going to have to fall into place pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he he has to opt in or out of his player option. LeBron does on the 29th. So I feel like if he's going to stay. It's going to be interesting. Certainly will be. I'm excited. We'll see. uh, That also feels unlikely, though, the Kawhi to Cleveland thing. So I know. It's just kind of a toss-up. It always will be um, until we know for sure because that's just how life works. (laughs) But something a little off the court here. Uh, that's, I found pretty funny. I wanted to talk about was uh, the the Yelp trolls. That's right. Yelp has <laughs> trolls. <laughs> There's trolls everywhere, man. It's the age <laughs> of the troll. So the trolls are leaving bad reviews and funny reviews on Aisha Curry's new restaurant, which I that hasn't opened yet. That hasn't even opened, and I believe it's in Houston. Um, <laughs> so I got some of the reviews in front of me. Okay, well, this is gonna be good. So this one's a picture of some bananas in a bowl. Un, un, they're peeled bananas with some wrapped in ham with cheese melted over them. And <laughs> it's a one star and the price is, and the caption is golden barbecue bananas. And the caption is overpriced, bland, and small portion. I guess this is what happens when California tries the barbecue in Texas will not be back. Bro, <laughs> bro you haven't even been there yet, first of all. <laughs> All right, here's another one. There's it's a picture of just chicken feet uncooked, cut off. Uh one star. This place has to be the worst ever. Barbecue is bland just like her show. Shots fired. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> Keep that salty crap in California where it belongs. <laughs> uh someone put <laughs> a picture of the old SpongeBob Memes. Bro, it's <laughs> the the monster burger. What was it called in SpongeBob? Like the nasty burger? I don't even know. <laughs> With the pink looking buns and the green burger. Yeah, it has like <laughs> pimples on it. And the, it's a one star review. It says ordered their original hamburger and received this. Safe to say, I will never come here again. <laughs> That's got me dying. They did that. Oh, oh god. These are awesome. It's, I pulled it's some of so these up bad. too. This is best case. <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, but Yelp, if you go to the Yelp page, it says active cleanup alert. This business made waves in the news, which often means people come to this page to post their views on the news. <laughs> so, and then they go into saying like, we'll be re- removing negative posts that appear to be motivated by this news. So, I mean, at least Yelp's taking action, but this is, like, pretty funny. This one's hilarious. Unfortunately, this restaurant just reeks of entitlement and arrogance. The owners are usually shimmying around, chewing on various objects that are half hanging out of their mouths. <laughs> so someone, you, someone posted a picture of a ref in a, NBA, or in a Warriors jersey. <laughs> no. <laughs> Finally, I've heard that the chef of a failing restaurant called the Thunder Cafe is willing to take a pay cut to cash in on the publicity of this opening. Jeez. KD bars. I love it. Shout out to anyone in Houston that's doing this. Keep it up. That's hilarious. I don't know if we want to promote that toxicity online, but <laughs> it is pretty funny. Uh, oh, come on now. This is not toxicity. This is all in good fun. Take it as you will. I mean, I'll, it's an, there's, oh my God, there's not, it's there's an unopened not, restaurant. There's 32 pages 
hasn't even opened yet. All right. I think it's funny. It's so. pretty funny. Kind of feel bad for her a little bit, but it's pretty funny. It's so funny how many uh, Warriors fans come to like back them on this Houston restaurant. Give them five oh, star reviews. Res- respect course. to the Warrior fans. Coming all the I way mean, out to the Yelp in Houston. <laughs> to the- how many of them are actually from anywhere near Golden State? It's true. Most of them probably live in Houston. <laughs> Big facts. Big facts. So to get into some, some kick talk. Kick game. Kick game. Out of the freaking blue. Just from the from the clouds, Puma just drops this bombshell that they're back on the basketball game after 26 years. That's a smart move from Puma. And the cool thing is, one of their first or one of their biggest and first signees 26 years ago or whatever is Walt Frazier, and they re-signed him again, and they're releasing his shoe for a limited time. See, that's sick. That's pretty sick. I'm not gonna lie. Um, some other athletes, or not some other, the athletes they got because they only have like eight or nine right now are DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley, Michael Porter Jr., Rudy Gay, Zaire Smith, all those guys except Rudy Gay's old butt uh, <laughs> it, are in the draft. And then they also got a WNBA player, Skylar Diggins. So, I mean, that's... not to mention the director of their basketball operations is none other than Jay Z. Yeah, that doesn't hurt. No, to have Jay Z on your side, especially when he has his own uh, sports management company, Rock Nation. He said mm-hmm. it himself. He's not a businessman. He's a business man. He's what's up. Jay Z knows that's gonna. I think that's a good look for Puma. I think they have some promising young athletes. They have a a mogul in the hip hop industry heading the way. They did you see the sh- the shoes? They kind of ugly. Yeah, they kind of look like the big baller brand shoes. They look really stiff. And, like, I mean, I wasn't expecting the first shoe to be, like, the most comfortable, amazing, nice-looking shoe I've ever seen. They got to find a way to make that Puma logo a little smaller because that just ruins the whole thing. They'll shoe refine it. Also. You know? Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't look – like, it could have looked worse. That's what I'm going to say. So – just a little side note on this too. You remember B dot A dot, the guy who did all the, the basketball player impersonations. Yeah. So Puma actually, they signed him. Also, and then he unsigned. Why did he unsign? So look, here's his words. Puma was fun and dope, but I feel like they already are the wave, and I don't want to follow the wave. So that's why I decided to sign with K-Swiss. He signed Puma, unsigned, and now he's trying to hashtag bring the Swiss back. So we'll see what that looks like. He's he's on K-Swiss now, so maybe they're going to try and make moves in basketball too. We'll see what's up. God. Everyone's (laughs) just hopping on. Something interesting is... uh... Speaking of guys like that, God Sham God, who invented the Sham God. Oh my, yes. They're following him and Jalen Rose as well. So that means that they've signed to them too, because they're they're following nine people who they, which is who they uh, Sham God. Oh my goodness. 
That's my favorite move to use, pick up. No, it's the sham god. That's just a name I have not heard in a minute, but uh God sham god. <laughs> what a name. I was just gonna say that. That's why what an arrogant name. He's oh, he's an assistant <laughs> coach for the Mavs right now, too. I didn't know that. Good for him. Yeah, no, that's cool. Player development player development oh that's it. most definitely but still making bank let's see what he can do with uh your boy your boy luca speak about him speak about him a little bit yes sir uh coming up like right now actually yep we on to it so I, alex is just gonna slide us right into the transition here that's <laughs> what i do best the 2018 nba draft with for ball we know the best the best insights and analysis of the draft is coming right here, right now, through your ears, through your speakers. Well, not through your ears, into your ears, through your speakers, your headphones, whatever you're listening to. Dude, come on. Just look, I'm hyping it up. Maybe you should leave the yeah. maybe you should leave the cool sounding sayings to me. If you're not you can't see me, but I'm pump, putting my hands up in the air like I'm raising the roof right now. Pumping them. I have nothing to say. <laughs> now let's get into some draft stuff. Okay. The number one pick, do we even need to say it, for the Phoenix Suns, who other than Arizona's own, DeAndre Ayton? Please. Calm down. Please, what? What? He's He went to high school in Phoenix for a year or two. Okay. Played at U of A, and then now he's on the Suns. So, I mean, he's he's Arizona's own. That's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Not, not University of Arizona, so like, come on. I'm, okay, moving on. Let's talk about him. Um, all right. Well, as most people know, he dominated college basketball. Yeah. What he averaged twenty and eleven. Yeah. And so, that's a good sign right off the bat. <laughs> I mean, he looked like a man amongst boys. Like, it, it was wild to watch him this whole season. Um, the only part of his game, I think some people are exaggerating this a little bit is he needs to work on his D. There's been a lot of people that have saying like, it's really bad, but I think they're just trying to nitpick and trying to find something wrong with this game. Cause there really isn't much wrong with it. He has like the best post move bag I've ever seen. He, he can do moves from Hakeem to Tim Duncan to Shaq. Like he's got all the moves and uh, like watching him. That's, this past that's season, quite a group that you just said. He's on par with, dude. If you watch him, he's he's snagged a little bit from each of them. Like he doesn't have all of their moves all together, but he's got pieces of each of their game. He does the Shaq overpower you, dunk on you move. Okay, so <laughs> the point being, he's got a lot in the bag. Okay, I feel yeah, that. and he's got the Hakeem hook. He's got the Tim Duncan face up. Like there's, he's got a lot, and he can also hit a three every now and then. So he's already nba ready but he's got some potential as well to even get better which is absurd because he's already so good i feel like he's probably a guy too who's gotten away most of his life and his basketball career with not having to do a lot defensively so i think when that becomes something that's more of an emphasis for him and he has guys who are teaching him what it looks and feels like to do that it's not gonna be a problem so the espn uh draft show said that he was a lot like Embiid, which I agreed with. I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good comparison. I think Aiton's a little more athletic but and faster. More and athletic? But, oh, yeah. Than Embiid? 
Yeah. He, he's okay. Pretty quick, and he can jump out the gym. I, I mean, I don't know. And Bede's no slouch. No, no, I'm not saying he is. No, I'm just saying just that saying, that's. I think that's, I'm not saying like he's whoo. more athletic than Embiid. It's by like far. Like he's just he is. He's a there. Bit okay, more. okay. That's that's what I'm saying. I don't know that I disagree. I haven't seen Aiden enough, but I just for a big a guy who's seven foot plus, I feel like Embiid's really there athletically. So that'll be interesting if you think Aiden has more in that way. Then that really bodes well for him in the league. Well, let's see. I mean, this isn't like full on. This is it, but like, let's compare their verticals real quick, and just kind of see where they are athletically. Because I think Aiton's is like forty something, and I'm sure he's not. Um. Okay. Apparently, there is no information on Joel Embiid's vertical. <laughs> No information. There's just not anywhere. DeAndre Ayton's is 44 inches. I know that. Just look that up real quick. It's quite scary. No, I see what you're saying, though. I mean, I think that will be... Like, he's not... I think he's got a quicker first step than Embiid. Well, they're actually pretty similar. See, I was going to say, like, when I think of Embiid athleticism-wise, I don't really mean... His vertical, I don't mean his ability to get off the floor. I mean the way that he moves up and down the court and laterally in that first step like you just mentioned. Yeah, he's got a, He's probably got a quicker first step as of now than Aiton. I think uh, Aiton has more explosiveness and vertical jumping ability. And then I think Aiton's just a faster center. Like he can get up the floor quicker. But it's there's very close. Like it's just not like one's like more skilled in that specific area than the other by like a long shot. It's not like comparing, you know, Aiton to I don't know what Dario Milicic. <laughs> Ouch. No, I mean, <laughs> and I think the the whole thing with Embiid taking jabs is just Embiid being himself. The dude is not humble, so. I mean, yeah, he said, Embiid said on Twitter, don't compare me to Aiton because I play defense. Yeah. I mean, I, how much did Embiid actually watch his game to, like, know he doesn't play defense? He probably just heard that somewhere and ran with it. So I'm not the biggest fan of Embiid the person. I like Embiid the player. There's times for it, and there's times where it's like, shut up. Like, this is kind of one of those shut up times. Yeah. Like, it's a rookie. He just came in the league. You have no beef with him. <laughs> yeah like back to Aiden though. back to Aiden though I really I think like you said he has a lot of potential he already has an NBA body coming in and he has the athleticism mm-hmm. and he has the skill set so I can't I don't see any reason he can't be an immediate big impact guy and I think him joining that cast they already have in Phoenix is going to be something else mm-hmm. um, another funny thing was the Suns changed their Twitter picture to Aiden like and it, I think it was his shoot with Slam Magazine or something like that. He was breaking through a wall with a shirt on that says the future, and that's the one they changed it to. That's pretty dope. So, it's, it's, I just didn't expect them to change their profile picture to him. Like, like wow, they're invested. <laughs> I mean, they should be. No, it's just it's just like kind of funny. I no, yeah, I agree. That that's cool. Okay, anyways, number two. The Kings took 
Bagley, Marvin Bagley. I like Marvin Bagley, man. Okay, see, I like him, but I don't think he's in the second pick. I don't know. I feel like maybe I didn't see enough of him to really know, but I just feel like he doesn't have a lot of tools offensively. I feel like he's more of a Jabari Parker in the sense where he'll need a couple years, and so I didn't think he'd be like number two overall. But if he can get to a Jabari Parker level where Jabari Parker is now, then the Kings will be set in the future, in the next three or four years. I don't know, man. I think offensively he has a better skill set than you're giving him credit for. And I think he's a guy who can play great defense, and he's athletic, and he's a great rebounder. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like he fits into the cast they already have in Sacramento. I mean, they have guys who can score, so I don't think – they're really looking for someone to create a lot, and I don't think he'll be expected to do that. I think he'll be a guy who finishes alley-oops, who gets second-chance points, and has enough of a skill set offensively to get them some buckets in the interior like they need a big man to do right now. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, pr- I probably just didn't watch enough of him because I don't like Duke very much. So. <laughs> but, That's uh, fair. No, I, I mean, think... I only watched him a few times myself, but I was impressed with him, his footwork. Uh, his approach to the game, he plays hard. I think I think Bagley's a great pick at number two. I've been telling you for a while, I think, that he was one of my top top two, three guys, and I thought he should have been in the conversation with Aiton and, and Doncic for number one for a while, but he never was. So, yeah, um, Marvin Bagley, he's got good potential. We'll see. It'll be fun to watch him grow as a player and expand his game. Uh, third pick was to Atlanta. And they picked Doncic. However, they traded the pick to Dallas. Now, Doncic is an interesting player because he can play like the point guard through the small forward. He's got the size and the ability to play like three different positions, in my opinion. And then, to me, I thought Dallas was going to take Bamba, personally. I, think, I thought they needed a big more than they needed another guard. Mo. However, that obviously didn't happen. They traded up for, for Atlanta. Atlanta's pick at three, but Doncic is very versatile. And the other guard they have, Dennis Smith Jr., is also a versatile guard, so they can kind of interchange between one and two together. They're going to be a fun one and two to watch, I think. Yeah, and then Dallas, for me, the last piece they need is a free agency big. They just need a big guy in free agency, and then they should be set for a more successful season. What do you think about Doncic? I haven't really seen Doncic much. Um I mean, the dude's a great passer. I think he has great court vision. I think despite having proven himself overseas, it's still going to be a pretty steep learning curve. I mean, I think the competition over there is good, but a lot of those are dudes who couldn't make it in the NBA. Mm -hmm. So I think the fact that he was an outstanding player over there bodes well for him in the NBA, but I I think it's going to take him a minute to really get his feet under him. For sure. There's definitely going to be an adjustment period. But kind of just like coming from college to the pros, there's an adjustment period there too. So I agree. Yeah. So it's all I it's think, all relative. I think he's a good pickup. Um, I like what you said about the Mavericks needing one more piece, to, and then maybe they can actually be competitive. But they just need some kind of foreign dude to carry the torch. Apparently, <laughs> they know Dirk's on his way out. So <laughs> got to bring in the next foreign guy. I guess so. <laughs> All right, pick four was uh, to Memphis, and they took 
Jaron Jackson Jr., power forward out of Michigan State. Uh, what I noticed, well, small forward, power forward. Uh, what I noticed was his shooting ability. Um, his He plays just like his dad. His dad plays for the Spurs. He was on a championship team there. And Jaron was the Big Ten freshman player of the year as well as the defensive player of the year. So reminds me of just like a, a Clay Thompson guy, you know, three and D can knock it down when you need it. And you can also D up your best player. So, or their the other team's best player. So to me, a little, a little different than Clay Thompson though, in that he's going to be able to guard every position on the floor. That's true. He's a, well, how tall is he? Six, seven, six, 11. Wait, what? Really? Six, 11, seven, four wingspan. Okay. I was thinking of someone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so a small forward, power forward that's going to be able to do what you said, guard everybody. But L- not little be skinny, able to shoot probably. little skinny like to Clay be Thompson. able to guard uh, some centers, but you never know. He'll bulk up, though. I mean, that's what every guy does when they get into the league. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously he's not going to come out and shoot like Clay Thompson year one, but he definitely has potential to... Even down the road, down... I don't think anybody really shoots like Clay Thompson, but but you know what I mean. Yeah, but he shot. I, no, I I agree. I was just drawing some con. <sighs> Cut. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, some technical difficulties there. I don't know if we caught a hop. What he just said. It's drawing contrast to my conclusion. Or right? Is that what you're saying? Draw, yeah, just drawing contrast to the comparison you made. I comparison. see it though in the three and D that aspect. I think yeah. he has a lot of potential in that role. I mean, he shot forty percent from three last year. That's pretty good for college. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next guy, Mavericks. Uh, they traded to Atlanta. So this is the Atlanta's pick at number five, Trey Young, who I was a big fan of early on in the season, of the college basketball season. He's a great shooter. A lot of people compare him to Steph. Um, he's, a good, he's a really good passer. He was the first guy to, what, average a double-double in points and assists in the NCAA, like ever think <laughs> um Something he was like the that. first guy to lead the ncaa in points and assists that's what it was which is yeah, e- which is even more 20, impressive <laughs> 27 and almost nine gosh yeah great passer he has a torch like you can't give him a centimeter of space without him hitting um a little streaky though i i'd like to see him up again with uh him and schroeder how they're gonna do schroeder's gonna be the two he, trey's gonna be the one or vice versa Trey's the one, Schroeder the two. Um, last thing, I feel like you probably put Young right now at the two with his scoring ability and his inexperience as, as an NBA point guard. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Let him develop as a scorer before you put the ball in his hands all the time. Yeah, or just let him run with the second team point guard, first team yeah. shooting guard. Yeah. Um, the only downside to his game is when I watched a couple uh, this year, he he got flustered when there was a good defender on him or double teams were coming at him, he kind of saw it coming. He would either try to get a shot real quick and brick it, or he would kind of force something. So that's something to look out for. If guys are going to be seeing that in tape and be like, Hey, get up on this guy. He gets flustered easily. That's something to watch out for with him. Um, anything else on him you got? Um, I think size might be kind of an issue for him. Okay. Um, outside of that, no, I think we'll see. I, I don't think he's going to be super successful early on, though. Yeah, 
might take so I mean Curry wasn't either if we're comparing him to Curry, so <laughs> that's a mean comparison, I think, honestly. So we'll see. Yeah, people are just doing it because of the quick three pointer and he's a point guard and he's short and yeah, all that stuff. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> number six that's quite okay, go ahead. <laughs> number six, I wanna be on one guy too long. Uh the magic took your boy. My man's let's go. Which is who is he? Mo Bamba. There you go. Come on. Mo Bamba. Throwing it to you. Tell us about Mo Bamba a little bit. Man, Mo Bamba is a physical specimen. <laughs> seven seven feet tall. He's got a seven ten reach. Ugh. Um his his standing reach is something stupid, like nine I don't know, nine eight or something. He's got legs absurd. for arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to say it. In, le- in um, length. I think this he's going to be an absolute defensive stopper at the rim. We'll see how his athleticism measures up so far as having to switch. Um, and I think he's going to need some time to big up a little bit, throw some mass. I mean, he's only 225 at seven foot. But I think this is a guy with a lot of upside. Yeah, I mean, I compare him to Aiton a lot. I feel like their games are very similar. The only thing being Aiton has a little more post moves in his bag. That's something Bamba needs to work on a little bit, and he could be yeah. more deadly than he is. And then um, they're both pretty athletic. And, yeah, I mean. Bamba arguably might run the floor a little bit better even yeah, than Aiton does. Yeah, he probably does. I think he does. Um going to be fun to watch the mag- magic grow with him and ag down low aaron gordon the only, oh, only man, thing yeah. they're missing right now in my opinion is a, a point guard because they got rid of uh alfred payton to the suns which i think alfred payton's a pretty good traditional point guard pass first kind of guy yeah they don't have much for guards at all no they don't so <laughs> so that's definitely a move i'll have to make I- you can't win a lot with the guys they have no and what's good about the draft coming before free agency a lot of free agents see this they say oh i like this guy a lot he has potential i want to go play with him kind of thing and it's a young core i mean you talk about him if him and gordon are your two guys Mm -hmm. a lot of upside yeah uh number seven the bulls last year i think they had the sixth or seventh pick kind of like the same pick they took lowry marketing panned out um they got wendell carter jr Another Duke guy who I'm not really sure about because he's a 6'10 center. Uh, I, just based on height alone, I was comparing him to Dwight Howard because Dwight Howard's also 6'10 or 6'11, something like that. And then uh, Wendell is also a great defender in terms of shot blocking. He's got a knack for the ball, ball hawk. Um, however, I'm not sure about Wendell's judgment because he chose Duke over going to Harvard. Like, that's a huge mistake. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, he did, he's, he's a smart guy, though, apparently. If he got into Harvard, it's pretty cool for Must him. be. Must be. Yeah. Um, ESPN compared him to Carlos Boozer. What do you think about that? Ugh. No? Uh, Which side? The comparison, or you don't like Boozer? <laughs> I, I haven't seen Carter Jr. play a lot. I don't like Carlos Boozer. I never really did. Um Dude had a, a long career and a pretty good career, but I don't think I like my upside if that's my player comparison. To me, it was more of like the undersized 
power forward, more like ball or, or more skill oriented than Dwight Howard in terms of like shooting and dribbling and stuff. So yeah. they were going for that. And th- in terms of that game aspect, Carlos Booz is probably a fair comparison. Yeah. Wendell just needs a little better of a shot. I don't think his shot's quite there yet. Just all I'm saying is my men's came out for the draft and he did the Wakanda forever <laughs> salute. And he had on a dope fit. He had this <laughs> Gucci cloth draped over his shoulder. Did you see that? I, I did. He, he told NBA TV that it was inspired by Black Panther. So Shouts out he has him. my vote. I am wishing him success. One of your top 10 players of all time <laughs> now just because of that. Might be. Um, number eight, we talked about this a little bit. The Cavs taking Colin Sexton from Alabama, mm-hmm. point guard. They needed a point guard bad. So obviously good pick for them. Smart pick. What about Jordan Clarkson, man? Like I said, they needed a point guard bad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's a gritty, gritty, gritty two-way player. He's a guy, he's, he wants to win just as much as Russell Westbrook. Like he has that same tenacity that he just wants to make every play and and, like get in your face and stop you and make you remember him the next day and be like, wow, I had nightmares last night facing this guy. (laughs) And when you say it that way, that's what we didn't see in the Cavs. Yeah. That's a, we saw a bunch of dudes who didn't look like they wanted to play and who rolled over, and I, they need guys who are going to not do that. Yeah, he's also like Russ in a way of offense. He attacks the rim hard. Um, his shooting might be a little better than Russ's. I'm not 100% sure on that, but from what I saw, it looked like he could stroke it. What shooting? Do you mean from the outside? Outside strictly? Shooting. Yeah, strictly outside. Because Westbrook's mean from that little mid-range, oh, no, no, but that's yeah, where it ends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then he thinks he's an outside shooter. Well, I think he knows he's not. He just does it anyway. He knows his other alternative is mellow. So <laughs> I'd shoot it too, Russ. I'd shoot it too. God, I hope mellow hears this someday. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I don't, I don't really care if he hears it just so we can bash on him. But I mean, he shot just, anyways, <laughs> back to sex, but he shot 33% from three this year. He's not like a sniper, but I mean, that's, better than Russ's like 28 he had a couple seasons ago. <laughs> I mean, and shooting is something that's going to get better. Yep. So, good good pick by the Cavs might entitle LeBron to stay a little more. He made a pretty weak plea to LeBron though. They said, "Tell LeBron why he should stay." He said, "Man, let's let's do it." Back to the finals. <laughs> man, man, let's do it. That was, that's not compelling at all, but I guess they put him on the spot there. <laughs> Come on, you got to think quicker than let's do it like four times. Anyway, though. He's probably a Kobe fan or some shit. <laughs> well, perhaps. Anyways, uh, a surprise pick to me it was number nine, the Knicks took Kevin Knox. Um, he went to Kentucky, so you know he's going to be average in the league. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Besides a select few. No, not average, I guess. I guess the saying is you'll never win a championship if you go to Kentucky. <laughs> sure seems that way. So, I mean, they got some players in Devin Booker and Boogie and uh, um, DeMarcus Cut. Or no, I said DeMarcus Cut. What was the other one? Oh, Cat, Carl Anthony Towns. So, I mean, obviously they got good players. Just not any of them have won a championship in quite some time now. Anyways, yeah. um, I thought he would be more a little bit outside the lottery just because he's – a little bit streaky of a shooter he is however uh, he has a knack for scoring and he can create his own shot well so that's a plus but just based on the streakiness 
maybe not so much a top 10 pick, but hey, the Knicks have upset their fans before and it worked out. <laughs> I was going to say the Knicks fans agreed with you. I mean, he elicited a good amount of booze from the crowd. The Porzingis thumbs down kid was out there mm-hmm. looking confused. Um, he didn't cry this time, though. Good on him. <laughs> I mean, it's a conversation that we'll have a little bit later. I think Knicks fans wanted MPJ, Michael Porter, and like I think Kale Bridges or something. I think you can make an argument two ways, whether that's a good move or not. But this feels like a more sure pick, you know? They definitely left some guys on the board that you're kind of like, hmm. Really? Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Knox over those guys. Not saying Kevin Knox isn't good, but like compared to you know the next guy that we're about to talk about, I would have took the next guy. <laughs> yeah, and that next guy at number ten to the Sixers. However, they ended up trading the pick to Phoenix is Mikhail Bridges from Villanova. Uh, funny thing that I just saw is uh, he was in an interview with Philly. His mom works for the Sixers, and he, yep. he grew up. Uh, in Philly, Sixers fan, etc. And as he's talking to the Philly me- media about coming home, <laughs> he learned, uh, or he was traded to Phoenix. <laughs> so that kind of sucks. But yeah, uh, yeah, it kind of does suck. <laughs> as a player, though, he's a guy with a great shot. Um, he could be a good addition for the Suns because they have TJ Warren, I think. Um, so who had a pretty good actually year this year. He surprised me, but, um, yeah, he's another D guy. There's a lot of three and D guys. I've noticed coming into the league this year, this draft is full of three and D and just defense in general, which was actually kind of cool. I hope that a trend that keeps happening because we need more defense in the league. I really think there's a market for those guys too. Can you run the floor? shoot from the outside and stop the other team's best player. Oh yeah. There, sure. You can always use those guys, but I think with how offensive the league is becoming, that's really the kind of guy that is going to be more sought after. What do you think of Mikhail? Do you know anything about him really? I don't know much. I think the dude has big upside. I mean, like you said, in that he can play two ways. He can be a three and D guy who's effective. Um, I think that fits well into what the Sixers already have going. Sounds Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and same for them. Same for them. I mean, you, you <laughs> even better. For yeah. Them, you add them in there with Booker and Aiden, I think. And Alfred Payton at the point and either Dragon Bender or Dragon Marquise, the dainty little flower or. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> or uh, Marquise, Marquise Chris at power forward. It's a pretty, pretty nice lineup. Yeah. I think it's looking up in, in Phoenix. So you can be happy. Woo, my adopted team. Yeah. Sonics forever. Uh, next is the Hornets. They took Shy Gilligas Alexander. Sorry if I butchered his name. I think uh, you did. But, however, they traded to the Clips, who have the next, who had the next two picks. So, obviously, they thought for some reason they needed the trade up because the Hornets were going to take him. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, he's a 6'6" point guard which is terrifying (laughs) see and it is until you think about some of the point guards quotation around point guards in the league right now i think six six is a perfect height 
Mark, um, what's his name? Michael Kid Gilchrist. No, not Michael Kid Gilchrist. He played for the Bulls for some time. See, like he's gone now, and he was six seven. Um, the point guard, Michael. Man, I can't remember his name. I don't know. <laughs> uh. Anyways, six seven is a good height. There's some six five point or six six is a good height. Um. There's been some six five point. You're thinking of Michael Carter Williams? Yeah. He was a little too tall. He's on the <laughs> Hornets now. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe that's why they didn't need a 6'6 six, six point guard. Perhaps. <laughs> um, he does need a little bit of work. He's a penetrating guard because he can't shoot very well. Um, but, hey, the Clippers need a lot of work as well. So that's a good place to go. <laughs> I don't know what the Clippers need right now, but. What do you think about Shy? Shay, however you say his name, S H A I. Dude, I haven't seen half these dudes play. I don't have <laughs> a lot to say. I hadn't really heard of him much either. Just another Kentucky guy. So <laughs> you got to think no championship. And uh, yeah, but one thing I do know is he's another good defender. I mean, the length alone probably just helps him out a lot covering point guards. So it's good to have in the league. Uh, yeah. Good luck to him on the Clippers and regrowing that team, starting over. <laughs> Good freaking luck. The next pick was the, like I said, the Clippers. They took Miles Bridges, not to get confused with McHale. Um, Miles, power forward from Michigan State. However, they traded him to the Hornets, which to me was interesting because they have Frank Kaminsky, who has been playing pretty well, and unless they want to play them together and run a pretty small lineup. Um, Miles... Lots of potential, great rebounder. He's a tough in the fo- in the post with a, a good touch around the rim. Um, he can also shoot the ball a little bit. So, not a bad pick. You need shooting in the league. You need rebounding. He's just kind of like a a, a guy that's going to grind out those those tough points in the paint for you. I was going to say, yeah, he, you said he's tough in the post, but I think he's just kind of tough in general. I think he's the kind of guy who's going to go in there unafraid show some guys what's up, get some boards, make the, the tough, gritty plays. So, Like Reggie Evans. <laughs> Throw him back. Uh, anyways, the Clippers' next pick, we'll kind of run these down real quick at the 13 and 14 just to get to our next segments. Yeah. Um, Jerome Johnson, shooting guard out of Boston College. Jerome Robinson? Sorry. What did I say, Johnson? Yeah. Jerome Robinson, shooting guard out of Boston College. Didn't even know he existed. Congrats on him being taken in the lottery. I'm just going to be frank with you. See, the funny thing was they made that pick, and I was all kinds of confused, and they said Boston College, and then it clicked. I watched one game, and this dude just went off. See, I was about to say that. I was like, I think I remember seeing a game where I was like, that guy on Boston College can score. <laughs> and that was See, exactly. It. I watched one game and remember being like, whoa, this dude's mean. And I couldn't <laughs> tell you anything about the game. I couldn't tell you anything about him. I just remember being impressed. So I guess that's a but good yeah. sign. He's 100% a pure scorer. Cool little fun fact here. He trained with Russell Westbrook last summer. so The dog. Yeah. Um, good guy to train with if you wanted. I feel like Russ would be a very hyped guy for working out, just yelling in your face. He'd probably <laughs> kick your ass for two hours. <laughs> probably. You know, like, he's probably not even tired at the end. So that's a good look for, for Jerome. 
And at the end of the lottery, at 14, for some reason, not 15, <laughs> the, the Nuggets took a guy who was supposed to be a top two pick, Michael Porter Jr. MPJ. Unfor- unfortunately, because of back issues, everybody was scared of him. He should have went what- to UW, and maybe he wouldn't have never gotten no back injury. All right, calm down. Mizzou, <laughs> whack boy. You have to follow daddy. I guess um, so. One thing I will say about him, I've said this since the day I saw him shoot a basketball, is he has the most beautiful jump shot I've ever seen. Except mine. <laughs> like I said, the most beautiful. <laughs> um, if you look up a video of Michael Porter Jr. shooting some jumpers, like his shot is just fluid. It's from pretty. The, from, the, from his freaking feet all the way up to his hands. Yeah. Like it's just one motion. And it's just so – you think every shot is going in. You're like, well, oh, that's wet. And then when you couple that with the fact that he's 6'11 and he has such a high release, not only can he shoot, he's going to be able to create shots. Yeah, and I mean, like, he's basically a 6'11 point guard, which is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really has the potential to be that point forward kind of guy, point guard even maybe. and Like a LeBron, but not obviously LeBron. Yeah, and I mean – I love this pick. The Nuggets are going to be a problem. They got Jamal Murray, who had a coming out season this year. They got Gary Harris, who's always kind of, you know, a guy that's going to get you buckets. They got Kenneth Fareed, who's just a monster on the glass. Yeah. Nikola Jokic, who's the Joker, man. He's a monster on the glass, can score at will, get you 40 any given night. Paul Millsap, not to forget. Like, that's a pretty stacked, like, starting five right there yeah let alone malik beasley's coming off the bench like come on and then you're adding michael porter jr who's who was supposed to be like the best player in the draft but because of back injuries people were scared well so if he pans out to what he was supposed to be oh my god see exactly this is a guy who has the potential still to be the best player or at least a top three player out of this draft so if yep. he is healthy this is the pick of the century, you know. This is mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. Yeah, really. The dude can score. He's athletic. His jump shot is amazing. He has all kinds of offensive tools. So I agree. I think Denver. This is a great pick. I mean, and you look at if he doesn't pan out, are you really that mad? It's. I mean, he's probably he's going to be at least a a. a great sixth man if he doesn't pan out you know he's, he's yeah. not gonna disappear he's too good not to, dis- short, to just disappear. short of this guy flat out not being able to play ever again he's gonna get you something i agree and then yep. his ceiling so. is so high that you it would have been stupid of them not to pick him yeah i mean he only played three games in his only season his freshman season yeah so that's the scary part but in those three games it showed his skill set showed even though he was pretty rusty, you could tell that this guy's a beast. I mean, realistically, outside of the injury, and if we're going to talk about the skill set, he was so good in high school. He averaged like 37 points a game in high school. This is the guy who, if it weren't for the one and done, probably would have been in the NBA already. So skill set's not a question. All right. Um, let's uh, finish the pot up with – some hip hoop, and then we'll hit uh, for ball we know. So take it away. Hip huh? hoop. All right. Um, Nathan, I don't know if you're going to like this one. Uh, we're switching it up a little bit this week. We're not. I am going to like this. You know why? Why? Because it's from 2K. Okay. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. So 
we're not going with some hard bars. This is a little bit bluesy. Some people might call it alternative hip hop. It's a little bit different vibe. Uh, it's a little hip hoppy though. It's got that kind of feel to it. Uh, this track actually is older than me or you, Nate. This released in May of sheesh two or May of 1994. It was in 2K8. I think that's right around when you introduced me to 2K. It was a soft introduction, and then 2K9 was the one that took off for us. See, I think that's why I love this song so much, was because it was on 2K. That's where I I heard it, but... Probably. (laughs) Shouts out 2K. Sponsor the pod. What's up? Man, you were... I think (laughs) I was like... I would win one out of like every 20 2K games against you back then, but that's a different story. So this track is by... It's called Shooting... The Goat. I don't know about that. It's called <laughs> Shooting Hoops. It's by G-Love and Special Sauce on their self-titled album. I'm going to say it again just because I like saying it. G-Love and Special Sauce. Uh, <laughs> this is just... Clever. This is just kind of a, a fun track. Um, it's about playing hoop after school, hitting the courts. So here, here's just a little clip of it. Hope you enjoy. I'll talk about it after. I go fake to it If that doesn't get your head bobbing, if that doesn't make you feel good, there's something wrong with you. That courtside drunks. Good lord. <laughs> okay. Exactly. All right. I'll just hit you with a few of these bars. I won't do the whole verse, but he says, I could fake to the left, penetrate like Mike, 360 degrees in the air as Dominique Mike. That was one of your True. favorites on 2K back in the day. True. He said, I could pass like magic or I could shoot like the bird. After a doctor, Jay Dunk, that courtside drunk set, good Lord, they shoot in hoops. It's just a great song. Yeah, it's a lot slower than usual, than the usual hip hoop but, but I dig it. It's a little different. There's, no, there's nothing crazy or intricate to the lyrics, really. This is just a fun track about playing hoop, about loving hoop, and that's what For Ball We Know is all about. So that's shooting hoops, G loving special sauce. Should give the full track a listen. It's, it's a feel good song. All right, sure. Um, all right, let's roll right into the For Ball We Know segment. So for the ball I knows that we're going to be talking about today, we're going to be uh, talking about our boy Kawhi Leonard a little bit. So just to give a little background information, Kawhi, it came out this week that, or last week that Kawhi reportedly wants to be out of San Antonio and wants to be traded preferably to L.A. Um, he says money's not an issue. He just money's never been an issue for this man. That's why he's still driving <laughs> the same broke old car. He's basically saying he doesn't need his supermax deal. Um he that doesn't he, care that he's eligible for. Um he's just a little shook up from the betrayal from the Spurs. Betrayal, excuse me. Um and he's also still quote irate about Pop and Tony Parker's comments regarding his injury during the season. Is irate an emotion that Kawhi Leonard can feel? I don't know. Maybe like 
his eyes squint a little more. I don't know. <laughs> I've never <laughs> I've never seen him not look stoic. I've never seen this man smile or frown. Or... However, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't want you to go on a tangent for hours I'm about just... all the emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just ranting anyway, but. So anyways, uh, Pop and Kawhi met in San Diego to talk about their future together with the lovers. Um, so I guess the question is, where will he end up? So let's hear your take since I just talked a whole bunch. Oh, man. Okay. Um, for ball, you know. <laughs> well, for ball, I don't know much. Um, <laughs> we talked earlier about Cleveland. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think it's interesting that he wants to go to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know why? You mean, do I know Kawhi? You... <laughs> Boo. Okay, I mean, okay, he's from L.A., so I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, like weather and stuff, everybody wants to play there. When I think about, like, when KD said he wanted to go to the Bay, he talks about the city. LA doesn't seem like Kawhi's city, but if he's from there, okay. Um, man, he's not going to stay in San Antonio. So where is he going? Where's he going, eh, huh? What do you think? What's I, your unpopular opinion on this? I don't know that it's going to be unpopular, but I can give you my opinion. All right. uh, for ball, I know Kawhi is going to go to LA. And another star is going to end up there with him. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know if that's LeBron. I don't know if it's Paul George. I don't know if they're going to mess around and both go there. Because I think that's a team that could be a problem even for Houston and Golden State. But I got Kawhi to L.A. and someone follows him there. Okay. I mean, that's not – that's pretty unpopular. I mean, there's a lot of people saying that's not going to happen and stuff. So it's it's hard to picture. So, yeah, unpopular to me. I mean, good young core – Kawhi Leonard's a good enough player for someone to want to play with him. So, all right, my, mine's gonna be unpopular for sure. Okay, my, for ball, I know Kawhi Leonard staying in San Antonio. Now, hold on. Now, this isn't because of anything that's happened. There's not, you know, it's not because a superstar is gonna join him. It's not because he forgave Tony Parker and Popovich. It's not anything like that. It's that the Spurs just don't trade him. They just for whatever reason, don't. Maybe they just don't like what they're seeing. Maybe they're just like, no, I'm not going to give in to what this guy wants. This is my business. He works for me, et cetera, you know? So I just don't think they're going to trade him. I think he's going to end up staying where he is, and maybe a, a star will join him there. Maybe a PG, a LeBron, you know, someone like that, someone big might join him there if that ends up happening, and maybe that'll keep him there. But like I said... What makes you think that the Spurs front office is just going to refuse to trade him. I think it's dumb, honestly. Like, Kyrie Irving said, I want to be traded. Like, us. Eric Bledsoe, same thing. Like, I mean, Eric Bledsoe's not really a star, so <laughs> I but guess do that you, wasn't Do you big, want but... a player who's unhappy there, who doesn't want you? I just don't want to be to set the standard of these guys just say they want out and you just give them whatever you want because then that's just going to create more super teams that people already don't like by trades like i don't know i think it's bad for the league that guys can just say i'm tired of this trade me and can pout about it and get what they want like Kawhi was probably good to go in the playoffs and he just pouted about it and here we are 
So I think maybe as like a punishment thing, they might do this. Like, hey, you can't just like not play for us because you don't feel like it. You know, we signed a contract. So I feel like it's kind of like a stick it to the man situation for um, Kawhi, and but they're not having any of it. That's interesting. I like that. I don't think Thank that you. this is really any different from, I'll say, quote unquote, real life situations. If you're really good at what you do and you feel unappreciated where you are, you're going to let you're going to let that be known and you're going to leave. Are you yeah, going to try situations leave? though? You're not in a contract that you can get out. You can't get out of, you know, without being traded. So it's hard to compare a real life job with like a sports world job. I agree, but I think some. I see being, what you're saying, though. I 100 percent see what you're saying. Yeah, and someone who's forced to be somewhere they don't want to be isn't going to give you their best. End of the day, that's just the reality of it. I don't know if Kawhi is, or at least before this year, I would have said for sure Kawhi is not that kind of guy. He's a guy who's going to just be there and he's going to get it done. But it doesn't really look like that anymore. Yeah. Um, hopefully he's the same Kawhi after his hamstring injury. Another good um, point. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's what I think. I don't necessarily think it'll happen 100%. I think the chances of that happening are like 30%. But I think it's... Well, maybe more than thirty, maybe like a sixty percent, but I could I could definitely see it going the other way where he gets traded just because of all the things that have been talked about. But I, on the other hand, I do, I am I am backing my for ball. I know, <laughs> as I probably should because I just said it. Yeah, it is supposed to be your opinion, right? So yeah, I'm gonna say like sixty percent is gonna happen. He's gonna stay in San Antonio. That's my final answer. Boom. For $1 million. Is that your final answer? All right. Uh-huh. Phone a friend. Oh, wait, I just did. And <laughs> you said you're going to LA. Traitor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe it's the fifth episode already. Feels like we've done 100. It does? <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's good. I, like, I love talking ball. It's so fun. Bad things. Best part it's of my week. Bad going wow. Writing stuff down to talk about. I love it. For ball, I know. It's a great part of my week, too. And on that happy-go-lucky note. <laughs> As always, it's all smiles and sunshine and rainbows here on For Ball You Know. Yeah, I got no fallout for that. That was amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess all I'll say to that is see ya. Adios. Man, I'm 75 and still alive Like damn, it went fast I know somewhere up above my father's having a laugh Every lesson that he told me adding up like it's math And every time I'm looking dumb cause I ain't listening to the man And now I'm thinking, man, where my legacy at? As I'm staring at the child of my child on my lap And it hits me all at once, man, this is where it at I said, son, go get that bond, let me show you who you are I said, this is my legacy, I leave it for you and that's something that's a part of me now, a part of you too And it's more than just a game, and it's more than just a sport If that ever truly is a sign of God, it's a proof It'll teach you how to work, how to love, how to lose All the dedication needed to be the man that you choose I'm leaving it for you so you can be the better man I handed in the rock like I put the world in his hands And now he's dribbling, yeah, yeah And now he's dribbling, yeah, yeah And now he's dribbling, yeah, yeah. He put some shots up and he's dribbling